What if I told you that your life could be completely transformed through meditation? Welcome to Meditate on This, an inspiring podcast where I share true life stories of people whose lives have been completely transformed through meditation. I am your host, Angela Accomando, and I can't wait to go on this journey with you. Thanks for joining me. Today, I talk with Erin Kammerer, a pastry chef in Manhattan, one of the busiest cities in the world. Today, we'll find out what tool helped her manage her anxiety while working in a hectic Manhattan kitchen. So I want to welcome Erin. Erin and I met at meditation teacher training. She was more of just quiet listening. She took all the notes for us, which I was so grateful for because there was so much to learn that I now have them. I actually have all of those printed notes that you typed in a file so I can go back to it because it was so much information. But I just want to welcome you and thank you for coming on this podcast. I can't wait for you to share your story. I guess we'll start off with talking about what you do for a living. Okay. Well, also, I just want to say thank you so much for having me. I was so excited when you mentioned the podcast. I'm really glad that you're finally doing this because you have a lot to share. So, um, yeah, I'm a I'm a pastry chef. I was actually just coming from work. I had kind of a my day ran a little bit late today. Right now, I'm working. I'm working at a restaurant for one of my friends who's the pastry chef. But I've been chefing in New York on and off for about six years. Wow, that that's a long time for that type of a job. Yeah, that's a that's that's a hard gig. It's so funny too because people look, as I'm a chef myself, at chefing like, oh my goodness, you're a chef. That's amazing. It's like, do you know the grueling work it is behind all of this? I know it's so funny. Um, people will often say, like when I tell when I tell someone what I do, they go oh, how meditative. And I'm like, uh, uh, or not. (laughs) Have you ever ever been in a restaurant? (laughs) Especially, have you ever been in a restaurant in New York City? Yeah, yeah. Not not very meditative. (laughs) Not, not, no, the the opposite of meditative. (laughs) Yeah. So can you share with us what even brought you to meditation? It's a long story, but it's also not a story at all. I would say there was like a setup. When I was, you know, when I was a teenager, I had a lot of anxiety. Um, and I, I really struggled in high school. And college was really, really difficult for me because I just didn't, I didn't know how to handle it. And I didn't know how to process, like, the anxiety and where it was coming from. And I didn't even know that there were things you could do about it. This was also around the time, like, Prozac Nation had come out. I mean, this was a little bit earlier than that, but um, I think, like, medication was, like, a big, that was, like, a big wave Mm -hmm. um, where it was finally becoming normalized, and there wasn't a lot of mainstream dialogue around other tools other than just, like, go to a psychiatrist and get prescribed something. So, yeah, I I mean, I, I experienced that as an adolescent. And then in my early 20s, it finally, I mean, there were other, I'd say that there were other complicating factors. I honestly speaking, I think it was probably just that I wasn't, I wasn't 
living the life that was right for me. And it was nothing really serious, but um, for example, I've, I've always wanted to be a pastry chef and I chose to go to college instead and what I was studying wasn't right for me. And it's, you know, it was like nothing wild, but it just was kind of an inauthentic life. So then once I, once I graduated school, I found myself in Asia. At this point, my anxiety had already dissipated. Like I was out of school. And so the major, let's say the major trigger was kind of out of the picture. And I had heard about these meditation retreats from some fellow travelers. And I thought it sounded, it's the, the Vipassana retreats under the lineage of FN Goenka. They're very, very common. Um, many, many people have, have done them. And so I thought they sounded a little bit extreme. Like I had never met anyone who had been on a retreat, let alone 10 days of silence. But I thought, okay, well, that sounds really wild, but you must feel amazing afterwards. Mm-hmm. So I, I, like, I was just kind of like primed for it, I'll say. Mm-hmm. And then sometime later, I found myself, I was living in Indonesia outside of Jakarta in a small village. And one of the women in my building had been a Buddhist monk for a few years in her 20s. Wow. And she told me, she said, you know, I see that you're, you have this little interest to learn meditation. There's a, there's these Vipassana retreat an hour from us. You have the time, just go do it. Wow. So I did. And that was my first, I mean, that was my first experience with meditation. And I just kind of dove, just dove right in, didn't know what to expect. I had no expectations. I was just like, okay, I'm just going to do it because I have the time. And it totally, I mean, it, it totally changed my life. I think more than, more than any decision I've ever made, that one that I didn't think about at all, it just totally change the course of my life. Wow. So I have to tell you, so many of the guests that I've been interviewing, they had the same experience. They just mm-hmm. jumped from, I never meditated to I'm going to do Vipassana, which I did. So I did six day silent retreat. And then that was awesome. But it, it's not Vipassana, you know, uh, mm-hmm. even though it's, it's quiet, but it's not Vipassana. And I did one day in Queens and it was a one day Vipassana and that was challenging. So to go from like, I've never meditated to I'm jumping in. I'm so surprised how many people have done these Vipassana retreats and they're free, right? They're free. It's, um, it's by donation, but only if you're an old student. So once you've taken a class or once you've taken the retreat, you're welcome to donate. But as a new student, like when you enter, they won't accept Wow, that's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. That is really inspiring. And it's inspiring that uh, you and so many of the other guests have done that because I've been meditating for a while now and I'm afraid to do Vipassana. No, you guys are like, yeah, I went from no meditation to silent Vipassana for 10 days. You know, I think that I'll say at least for me, I think it was almost easier because you just mm. like you have no 
I don't know, I just didn't think about it. And then I think the other benefit was it's kind of like boot camp where maybe mm. you're like, oh, I'm scared because I'm not in shape. But then after the end of six weeks, you're like, now I can run 10 miles. And so you kind of, you just get to experience the benefits so deeply that it's like it just that experience like lives in your body and you can't forget even if you not everyone stays with meditation and some people find a different traditions I've practiced in many traditions you know it's your path kind of will take whatever shape it will from there but for me it was um it was that first experience it was so visceral Mm -hmm. and deep that I was like oh this is the thing. And I'm like, okay, I'll be meditating for the rest of my life. Wow. Wow. And so how did that shift your struggle with anxiety? Well, you know, I still struggle with anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that, you know, I, I would say it kind of has come in layers, the benefits. At first, I mean, the first thing I experienced at at that first retreat was that so much of the anxiety that I was experiencing, I was creating for myself Mm. because there I am, you know, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in a place I'm, I'm, I'm safe, right. I'm cared for. There's food. I have a bed. There's a place to shower. Like all of my physical needs are met and I'm sitting on the meditation cushion, like just, experiencing waves of panic and then I realized like oh but but nothing's happening like my whole body is in a panic but nothing around me is happening yeah so I think that was the first that was the first like thing to kind of like tear through and where I could I could actually see for myself that I was causing it Mm. um you know it's it's taken time and I think as my as my practice changes I can see deeper layers of like where that anxiety is coming from and um, now I think now what I'm seeing is that I say oh so at this point I'm responsible and I don't mean I mean yes I am I am creating it but I am I am responsible for choosing otherwise. And it's, Mm. it is very hard because fear feels so real. I mean, it's happening Mm -hmm. in your body. And so you're like, oh, I must feel this way in order to keep me safe. But it's like, no, actually, you just need to like, you need to, you just need to make that doctor's appointment or like, you just need to like, get that assignment in before the deadline or something. Yeah. So I think now I see that I am responsible for stepping out of it Mm. and I have the agency to do so kind of like I thought I was in prison, but now I'm like, Oh wait, the, the door has been open the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good Um, analogy. Yeah. So now when anxiety arises, Mm -hmm. what, what do you do? What's, what's one of your tools that you could share? I'm a big fan of pranayama. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I do a lot of breath work and it's just like very simple. Um, but that helps me to regulate. Can you walk us through one of your, let's say a pranayama that you could do just when you're at work 
Actually, I do this one <laughs> all the time. Um, the the Nadi Shodana alternate nostril breathing. Oh, you do it at work. I, I do it at work. I do it. All, I'm like not shy about being the weird person on the subway. I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I need this. So I, so the alternate nostril breathing, um, you usually you start through your left, you plug your right nostril with the left thumb in, or with your right thumb, inhale, left nostril, hold, exhale, right, inhale, right, hold, exhale, left. And then you repeat. So you're on New York City subway doing this. Yes, I, I love it. And yes, I totally do it. People do way weirder things. Yes, it's so true. Like, I can, I'm, I'm totally fine with this. Um, but I will often, just when I'm, I'll just like take a bathroom break at work and just like go in and do a couple rounds. Because um, my job is, is physical and there's a lot of adrenaline. And so sometimes it's like just kind of being in that environment will like trigger a stress, a stress response. And it doesn't need to happen. And so that's one of the tools I use to just be like, oh, it's okay. It's fine. This is just a normal day. And like, you can come down a notch. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's a, that's a big one. And then the other, my other favorite tool is the loving kindness meditation. Mm. Because that's, you know, it's mantra based. And so I can be repeating that to myself, you know, in silence, but just like, May I be happy? May I be healthy? May I be safe? May I live with ease? That is has been a really powerful tool. Yeah, yeah, it helps you really probably be gentle with yourself, which in return mm -hmm. helps with anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, I love that. So, how did you finally make meditation an everyday practice for you, or is it not an everyday practice? Are you still working on it, or it's not an everyday practice? I'm still working on it. Um, it's, it's been a real struggle for me and my schedule fluctuates so much. Like sometimes I start work at 5 a.m. and like I'm not waking up at 3. Yeah. I'm just not. <laughs> but I will say that every day I'm never not practicing. Yeah. It's just that sometimes there are days when my practice doesn't look like sitting on a cushion. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I would say I have... I have daily spiritual practices that I do, like a gratitude practice. Mm -hmm. um, I do breath work every day. Yeah. The thing that's helped me the most is actually being more flexible. I'll say with the breath work, like, okay, it doesn't matter, like, what time you do it, just when I have a second, just do it. So if I have to do it, like, when I'm walking from the train or you know, in the bathroom at work or before bed, it doesn't matter just as long as I can check that box off. And actually the other thing that I found really helpful for a while, I was doing the loving kindness practice every day. Mm. And I was able to accomplish that because I just did it before bed. I put my legs up the wall mm. and do the, the loving kindness practice on myself before I went to sleep because I get in bed every day without fail. Yeah. So that like kind of like piggybacking really helped. Yeah, that's great. That's a that's a great practice. And yeah, so many people think of meditation and they only think it's like a cushion sitting in the corner or and it's like, no, you have to make it part of just who you are. And that's mm -hmm. what I always try to share with people is mm -hmm. if you're driving in your car, like you can do, you know, breath work. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the mantras like you were talking about, like this, these things can easily be a part of everyday work, driving to work while you're making dinner, when you're about to go to sleep. And especially if you want to help it create more peace in your life, it really has to become part of your life. So what is your favorite, you know, what's your go-to meditation style that you do? Honestly, I use the breath. That's Mm -hmm. like what I use because it's always there. Yeah. And sometimes when it's a real struggle to meditate, I don't want to, I don't like to overcomplicate things. Mm -hmm. That's totally my go-to. I would say the last year, and also the loving kindness, but I consider those almost like they're both meditation, but they just produce different results. Yeah. Sometimes I'll do a few minutes of loving kindness before I do a breath meditation. If I'm experiencing a lot of like critical mental narrative or if I'm just like a little bit wound up from, from my day. Otherwise, I'll maybe finish my meditation with a few minutes of the loving kindness. Yeah, and I've started, I think, maybe the last year or so, I've I've started doing more of like an open awareness meditation, Mm. um, just because I can get a little bit like too constrained. Mm. Um, But I just needed to like open up a little bit more. But um, I really, I really love just meditating on the breath. I I feel like you. Yeah, that's my favorite too. It's yeah, simple, simple. It's not complicated and like you said, you have it always, no matter what you're doing or where you're at. Yeah. Um, And can you give listeners one quick tip that they can use to begin implementing meditation into their lives? Because I think people struggle so much with just like anything in life, just getting started because they see it as such a big thing. And how can I ever do that? I would say two things there. I know it's like kind of not one, but um, it's okay. The first, is piggyback it onto another habit Mm. so like if you commute to work maybe just put some kind of meditation on or like if you're I guess if you're driving that's not safe (laughs) but like while you're doing something else or I guess are you talking about a seated practice no no any kind of just implementing these things so I I guess my real tip is just make it as easy as possible on yourself and for me that has looked like piggybacking it onto another habit. Mm. The other thing is just like setting a timer on, on your phone, mm-hmm. let's say for like every two hours. And just when the timer goes off, it's like, okay, take a breath. How am I feeling right now? And then go back to what you're doing because you have 30 seconds. Yeah. Everyone has 30 seconds. And I think even if you have a seated practice, bringing that practice like with you to your daily life is constant work and so you might as well just start with that yeah and trying to find those moments and it it really helps yeah so what did you what habit did you piggyback meditation onto? uh that's what i was talking about with the loving kindness i just did it before bed before bed. um yeah because i knew i was i was working a lot and it was like the only time that I knew I could be sitting down. And that was my only consistent was that like, at some point say I will get in bed. Mm. Um, and that really totally worked. Mm. That's a great, that's a really, really great tip. Wow. This was really, really great information that you gave. I'm so happy and excited to share this. And I'm so happy and excited that you were on the show. And I think you gave listeners 
a lot of stuff to really, a lot of good practical stuff to use in their lives. And I think that's where it has to start is just how practical can we make this practice? So I want to thank you for sharing your story and taking the time to be with us. Where can we find you? My Instagram is E-C-K-A-M-M. I'm, I'm on Instagram a lot. And then right now I'm working, working for my amazing friend Kelly at a restaurant called Electric Lemon um, that just opened at Hudson Yards. It's really cool. Oh, um, that's, oh that's where you're working over in Hudson Yards. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll have to definitely come and see you. I'll put the link in the show notes for people oh, awesome. to find yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's a really, it's a really great place. The chef team is, is awesome. Um, and the food is really good. Really? I'll have yeah. to get it down there like soon. The minute I hear yes. good food, I'm like, where is it? I'm going. Oh, yes. Yes. You have to bring your husband. It's really, I think you guys would love it. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on and I'll definitely put these thank links so in the much. show notes. Yes. You gave people a lot of really great stuff. Thank for listening so to thank you and podcast. enjoy the rest of I your day. You and I hope today. I see you sooner if you're not than a later. Subscriber, okay, go ahead and subscribe so you'll be notified of every story as they're shared. I would be so grateful if you left a review, rated it, and shared it with a friend. This helps bring these inspiring messages to more people in the world. And if you'd like to bring more peace and happiness into your life and you're interested in starting a meditation practice, make sure you join my free meditation challenge. You can sign up for it at meditateonthispodcast.com or there's a link in the show notes below. For daily inspiration, you can follow me on Instagram at Angela Accomando. Have a wonderful day. And remember, there's transformation through meditation. Ciao for now.